We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to Talking Buffalo, featuring conversations with guests from around the world of sports, media, pop culture, and all things Buffalo, with your host, Patrick Moran. All right, welcome everybody to a bonus Saturday episode of Talking Buffalo, your weekday daily driver for Buffalo Sports Talk and more. Today's episode is presented by The Serial Spot, located at 547 Elmwood Avenue in the city of Buffalo. My name is Patrick Moran. Thank you very much, as always, for locking in. Whether you're checking us out on the audio side, Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever you get your podcasts from, or whether you're checking us out on the video side on YouTube, which if you are, please, please, please make sure to subscribe, like the video, comment on the video. It really helps us continue to grow uh, on the video side, of course, on the audio side, if you can rate and review, that helps us grow those platforms as well. Like I said, a bonus Saturday episode today, not going to be a very long one. And this is a, a singular topic doing this primarily because we were unable to, to drop an episode this week on Wednesday. I'm a big fan of consistently dropping five episodes per week. So I wanted to make up for it with a, a show today. And I think this is a pretty interesting topic. Buffalo Bills fans, especially, I'm sure, one way or the other, you're going to have uh, thoughts on this. And that's this. There is a good chance, a very good chance, that Micah Hyde has played his last game as a Buffalo Bill. Hell, there's a pretty good chance that Micah Hyde has played his last game as a, a safety in the NFL. His career could be done. We don't know. But whether it is, or whether it isn't today, what I want to do on this show is examine if Micah Hyde is worthy of someday going on the Buffalo Bills Wall of Fame. I think it is a pretty fascinating topic. I think you can make a strong case for it. I think you can make a, a strong case against it. And like I said, I think there's a lot of people that are on the fence. This came to me, by the way. This this idea for this show specifically was inspired by Micah's wife, Amanda, and a just a wonderful message that she put out a couple of days ago on social media about Micah, but also about Bill's Mafia uh, and the fans. And it got me thinking. I mean, like I said, I thought about this before. I thought about Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer someday going on the Buffalo Bills 
Wall of Fame, uh, maybe together. And I know this could be potentially a little bit premature because, like I said, Micah Hyde probably has played his last game in Buffalo. He's 33 years old. Um, his contract's up, so he's a pen and free agent. Coming off major neck uh, injury last year, caught a couple stingers this year. Wasn't quite himself, of course. Uh, played through it though, and uh, like I said, he's he's a free agent now. The Bills are in kind of salary cap hell, at least to maybe you know some extent, at least. Um, so given his age and, and his contract and what he probably would still command there's a good chance that Mike is not back. And again, there's also a good chance that he's just done playing uh, in, in the NFL period. So we're going to build this in three segments today. Segment one, I'm going to make a case why I think that Micah Hyde should go on the Bills Wall of Fame someday. Segment two, uh, I'll have a couple of reasons against it. And then the last segment, I have some comments and I'm going to read off some tweets uh, that fans sent in because this was an issue that or, or topic, I should say, that I brought up earlier this week um, on Twitter. One last thing, then we'll get cooking here. It's not a, a foregone conclusion. It feels like it's a formality right now, but I want to be really careful saying that about Micah High because I would refer everybody to roughly around a year ago at this time with uh, Jordan Poyer. Now, the situation, of course, was at least somewhat different a year ago. Jordan Poyer didn't, there was no part of uh, anything he said that made you feel like Jordan Poyer was going to retire. I think it was pretty clear that he still wanted to play football. But it certainly felt a year ago that Jordan Poyer was done with the Buffalo Bills. Uh, there was no talk of a contract extension. It never came. And Jordan was pretty hell-bent on testing the market. Um, he did. The market wasn't there. Jordan ended up coming back to the Bills on a two-year deal and played pretty pretty damn well, all things considered, this past season and was able to stay healthy after being injured so many times and playing through so much pain and injuries um, back in uh, 2022. But anyway, I, I'm just careful. I'm a little bit wary of that. Just I don't want to assume too strongly that Mike is gone because we thought the same thing last year with Jordan Poyer, and it did not turn out to be the case. Here's where I want to start, though, folks. I want to put up, I'll put it up on the screen, the video side, uh, the statement that Amanda Hyde, again, Micah's wife, put out, because I just thought this was beautiful. And I'm going to read it off, and then after that, we'll start to, to build our case uh, for and against. But I want to read the statement because, A, I just think it's uh, it was eloquent and very classy of her to put this out. I just thought it was a beautiful statement. And number two, like I said, it kind of leads to you thinking that Mike is either done with the Buffalo Bills or the Buffalo Bills are done with him. I should say maybe they're moving on. They want to get younger at safety or that Mike just might be done uh, playing altogether. So let me just uh, pull this up here. It's, it, it's a bit lengthy, but uh, I want to read this to you because I think it's worth it. So Amanda Hyde, she says, Bills Mafia, once the season comes to an end, I typically have so much to say about Micah. And while his is coming, this one is for you. To be honest, years ago, when we first found out we had to leave Green Bay, I was sad. Bill's Mafia, what was that? And what could be better than playing for Green Bay? Nothing, right? Wrong. So wrong. When Micah signed here seven years ago, I was instantly being sent videos of people wildly tailgating, jumping through tables, using ketchup and mustard in ways I could never imagine, taking shots out of bowling balls, screaming, laughing, and chanting. 
Hey, hey, hey. Said they're pretty good, didn't I? All right. I was intrigued. Buffalo had my attention, and maybe this place wouldn't be so bad after all. Maybe everyone, everybody was so adamant we'd fit in. And man, were they right. Because little did I know for the next few years, you could find us in the pinto lot doing the same. We got here, and when I tell you it only took me seconds to love this place, believe me, seconds, and I was in love. Buffalo already felt more like home than any other place ever did. You gave us instant sense of belonging. Shortly after, Mike and I got married, got a puppy, had our first son, and a year after, our first baby girl. And through it all, you guys always embraced celebrated and welcomed our family and in return we always embrace you every single one of you so what was this aaa it's the song our kids now sing on a daily basis it's the song that instantly takes me back to the most wild games that would leave me without a voice for weeks and back to my initial question what is bill's mafia it's family it's a wild display of loyalty and nothing no other fan base could ever top it, let alone come close. Believe that. Through the highs and lows, you guys sit by our side and we see you. This really is a city of good neighbors and what a privilege it has been. So Bill's Mafia, thank you. Thank you for making this place our home. Thank you for being so good to us. Thank you for making each season so special. And thank you for making this place so hard to leave. You will always have a piece of our hearts. And man, do we love you guys. Buffalo is special, y'all. This might sting now, but believe this, this city will get theirs. And even if it may be our time to say goodbye, know that no matter where we go or what might be next, the Hides will happily be promoted from the roster to the mafia because when it all comes down to it, where else would you rather be than right here, right now? That legitimately from a man to hide is how can you say it any better you could tell that's genuine that ain't no bullshit there from a man to hide they loved this place she said that many times and we love them back and we mean fans i'm a fan i'm gonna say it we loved micah hyde and his family back this was just a, a perfect marriage it really was for all these years. Um, so anyway, I just, I put in that out there. And by the way, that certainly sounds like somebody who knows that their time has come to an end in Buffalo. Doesn't quite say it word for word officially, but you certainly get the sense. And anyway, based on that, like I said, this kind of, as I, as, as I pull up uh, these notes here, it kind of gets me thinking about Micah Hyde being on the wall of fame someday. So like I said, first segment here, Gonna just go through some th reasons why I think he should be. Then we'll take a quick break, come back, maybe a couple reasons why he shouldn't, and then I want to read some comments from you guys because uh, they're pretty damn strong. Strong takes on both sides of the fence. Uh, reasons for wall consideration. Uh, I'm gonna start here. Leadership. Look, Micah Hyde was a a core player for the Buffalo Bills for, for seven years. He came here with Jordan Poyer. And they became together a core part of a long extended run, a run that's not over, by the way. I mean, Micah Hyde leaves, this run should go on. But this is the second most successful Bills run 
over a period of time that this franchise has ever seen. Of course, you got to go back to the late 90s and the early 90s when the Bills went to four straight Super Bowls. But this is second, man. This is the second greatest run that this team has ever experienced in the history of this franchise. And Micah Hyde, along with Jordan Poyer, they helped build this team from the ground up. I mean, when they got here in 2017, those Rex Ryan teams underachieving so woefully, that team sucked. There was no culture. There's no nothing. There was just a bunch of, I don't say a bunch because there were some good players too, but the, that team largely was just a, a team that just underachieved. Coaching um, minus a handful of players like Kyle Williams and Eric Wood and a few others, just a, a team full of underachievers. It's just, let's just call it what it is. That shit changed when Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer got here, man. They, they are the core players. They were the foundation of what this team became under Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean in this era. And it's not like Micah Hyde came here as some cast off scrub from another team looking for a job either. I mean, he played in Green Bay for four years and he was a pretty damn good player there, man. He was a respected veteran, young veteran, but respected even back in those days. And I'm telling you this, man, I have talked to recently and even in years past too, I've talked to at least a, a handful of Buffalo Bills, whether they're players now, current players or former players. And when you ask them about this team, what led to the turnaround? You know, obviously Josh Allen, of course, is the biggest part, and he always will be because he's just a, you know, he, he's a unicorn when it comes to be, being a quarterback. But player after player says the same thing. Micah Hyde had such a big role in helping transform this team, the culture, the character of this team, and that does mean a lot into, uh, into a winner. And we're still seeing it to this day. So the core, being a core player, the leadership, that matters a ton. Um, another reason is you look at the Bills' current wall of fame as it stands right now, and you look at a couple players, and I want to be real clear, this is no disrespect to them whatsoever, but three players I look at that are on that wall, Phil Hansen, uh, Jim Richter, Fred Samurlis, very good players, sometimes great players. But I look at Micah Hyde and I'm like, he is every single bit as deserving as those guys. So when you look at the current players on there and you compare them to Micah, there's at least some players on there. You're like, absolutely. He's 100% uh, deserving. Then you have individual accolades. And Micah Hyde is a two-time AP All-Pro, not Pro Bowler, two-time All-Pro second team, uh, 2017 in 2021. Uh, he was a pro bowler in 2017. He was uh, an AFC defensive player of the month back in October of 2017. So his second month ever on this football team, he was the AFC defensive player of the month. So he made an impact like immediately. Um, twice voted one of the NFL's top 100 players. He was 62 in 2017 and he was 50 back in 2022. So. There's plenty of individual accolades. And, you know, that loss of the individual accolades, should have mentioned this when, about the leadership in the core. His first year on this team, they broke a 17-year drought. That's historic for the Buffalo Bills. 
That's historic for Bills Mafia, for the fans. 17 years in a row, no playoffs. Micah Hyde comes here, his first season with the team. He's AFC Defensive Player of the Month, his second month on the team. He's a second-team All-Pro his first year on the team. And that season, the Bills go on and make the playoffs for the first time, ending a 17-year drought, man. That shit is freaking huge. So lots of individual accolades, if you want to talk about them, like a high during his time here. Certainly had special moments as well. I mean, they no, that interception to this day, and I mean this, that wild card round playoff game against the New England Patriots, Mac Jones throws the ball deep. It looks like a touchdown in literally like a blur on the screen. Micah Hyde comes flying in, intercepts the ball to this day. To this day, one of the greatest individual defensive plays I've ever seen in my life. Just to, to react, to track that ball in the closing speed and to complete the interception. You won't see a better defensive play, a better interception on the net. That was special. You had the uh, the 2019 game in Buffalo against Miami. They cut it to one score. They cut it to a field goal, 24-21. Uh, Miami attempts an onside kick. The ball bounces up high in the air. Micah Hyde gets up. He's got a couple blocks in front of him. Gets up high, picks up the ball midair. Runs it back to the house. Touchdown, 45-yard touchdown. Bills win the game. Bills put the game away. So you got the great pick. You got that moment with the, with the kick return. Um, you go back to, to 2022 in Arrowhead. Um, the Bills are kind of putting it on the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs are trying to get back into the game. Pat Mahomes throws a ball to Tyree Kill. Goes off him. Micah Hyde picks it off. Brings it back to the house. And that puts the nail in the uh, in Kansas City for that game. So individual moments, specific moments, there's plenty of those. And those are just three, man. I mean, look, Mike Hyde has made a ton of game-changing plays throughout his Bills career. I just named off three of them. Uh, long, long, look, his tenure with the team, I'll get it right here. It's Saturday. Give me a break. He's just, he racked up over time some, some really nice numbers at Buffalo. He played 95 games, 16 interceptions as a Buffalo Bill, 417 tackles, three forced fumbles, three fumble recoveries. So you have, like I said, he's no flash in the pan, man. He was a good player consistently year after year after year uh, with the Bills. Last thing I'll say too is, popularity and i know maybe that don't matter to some but you gotta understand something this is the the bill's wall of fame this is not the nfl hall of fame in canton okay so lots of factors when you're talking about a team's wall of fame should matter what you've done on the field matters obviously what you've done off the field matters too how people how your teammates feel about you matters how you're perceived in the locker room matters what you do for the community matters. And I'm telling you now, I mean, you, you heard Amanda Hyde discuss how much, you know, this community has meant to that family and how they've embraced it. Well, Micah Hyde is one of the more popular players maybe on this team ever, certainly during this era. I mean, 
He still has the Micah Hyde charity softball game. It's been going on for a couple of years now. Uh, downtown at Gun Tire Park. Is it still Gun Tire Park? I don't know. But anyway, it's the Micah Hyde charity game. That shit sells out. I mean, you watch other teams, and I've watched some highlights of them. They have their team charity softball games. You might get a couple hundred, a couple thousand people in a baseball you know, stadium. This shit sells out, man. It sells out. Micah Hyde has been a tremendous asset to uh, the Western New York community. And I, I said it last because it's down the list of reasons why you would put a player on the wall of fame. But at the same time, it's not nothing. So I wanted to make sure that I, uh, that I mentioned that. Anyway, those are the reasons for his inclusion. Um, I'm going to come back after the break here and we'll run down a couple of reasons why maybe Micah Hyde doesn't deserve to be on the wall. We'll be right back. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, I'm back here on this bonus Saturday episode, and we are examining if Buffalo Bills safety Micah Hyde is worthy of someday going on the Buffalo Bills Wall of Fame. Uh, we talked about some reasons for his inclusion before the break. Got a couple reasons why some people might say that he's not deserving, not worthy of being on the wall. Um, primarily, you can argue that there are more deserving former Buffalo Bills that are still not on the wall. Or, you know, not when I say that too, I want to be clear. Not, this isn't to say necessarily Micah Hyde should never be on the wall of fame. This is saying, this argument, this point here is saying that, well, maybe Micah could go on there someday, but if he does, there's other guys that are more deserving that are still waiting their turn. Um, Eric Moulds is definitely one of them. Ruben Brown is definitely one of them. Uh, Cornelius Bennett is definitely, for what he did on the field anyway, certainly uh, one of them. Kyle Williams, a guy who... Played at the end, at least one year anyway, with uh, with Micah. He's certainly somebody that deserves very, very, very strong uh, consideration. But yeah, you look at Eric Moulds, and not having to go through numbers here, Eric Moulds is, well, I would say he would be the second best receiver behind Andre Reed, but I would what Stefan's done over his first four years with the Bills. Anyway, you look at it, Eric Moulds is one of the top three wide receivers in the history of this franchise. It's ridiculous, and I mean ridiculous that he's not on the wall of fame. And it's not like he has an entire, you know, a hateful relationship with the organization. I know there was a kind of cold period between the two. 
but he's been back in Buffalo recently. He's led the charge. So I think it's a joke that he's not on the wall of fame. Ruben Brown, all those Pro Bowls, what do you make the Pro Bowl like nine straight years or some shit like that? I think that's ridiculous that he's not uh, on the wall. Cornelius Bennett, some off-field stuff that maybe could give you some pause, and maybe I can understand that. But on-field stuff, I mean, Cornelius Bennett, he might be, he might be the best linebacker that's ever played for the Bills. And of course, Kyle Williams, probably the, the best player during that entire 17-year drought era. Um, the epitome of overachieving. You know, I talked about earlier how the teams coming into before Micah and Jordan came here to really build that foundation in 2017, the Rex Ryan, a couple of years before that, how that team was just really poorly coached and badly uh, underachieved. Kyle Williams is the literal opposite, man. One of the ultimate overachievers, just an outstanding career with the Bills and one of the most loved and respected uh, former Buffalo Bills amongst fans, amongst Bills Mafia for sure. But anyway, them for sure. Uh, maybe you could say Aaron Schobel, who I think might be like second on the Bills all-time in sacks right now. Uh, Jerry Butler was a really good wide receiver in the, the late 70s, early 80s. It's kind of bullshit that he's not on the wall of fame. So you can make a, a very fair and reasonable case that uh, those people are more deserving and should go on there first at least before Micah Hyde. And again, this is the assumption, pretty much most of this episode is an assumption that Micah Hyde is done, at least as a, a Buffalo Bill. So based on his body of work to this point, you can make a case that these guys should have their time before. Um, another thing to go against Micah Hyde, which again is a complete bullshit, and this isn't his fault or any player's fault. This is an organizational thing, but the Buffalo Bills have not inducted anybody to their wall of fame since Cookie Gilchrist all the way back in 2017. So clearly continuing to add new players or, or coaches, personnel to the Bills wall of fame is not a priority with Terry Bagula and uh, this organization. And I think that sucks, by the way. From 1992 to 2008, the Bills inducted at least one Buffalo Bill every year. So 92 to 2008. One every single year, at least one. Nobody was inducted in 2009. And then again, from 2010 to 2015, somebody was inducted each year. Um, they have not inducted a player, a Super Bowl era player since Phil Hansen. So since the, I sh let, me, let me rephrase that because I, I got that wrong. Since the Super Bowl era, since the Super Bowl started, not the Bills Super Bowls, but since the Super Bowl era, the Bills, the only player inducted was Hill, Phil Hansen all the way back in 2011. So it's been 12 years since a actual player for the Buffalo Bills who played during the Super Bowl era was inducted to the wall. That was Phil Hansen all the way back in 2011. So that's a, a reason to say Micah Hyde's not getting on the wall because they're not putting anyone on the freaking wall right now. And they haven't for years. And then... Uh, the last legitimate reason that I could come up with, if I'm being completely fair and removing the emotion and the fandom away here, and purely playing devil, devil's advocate here, um, you can argue that Micah Hyde only had five good years with, uh, with the Buffalo Bills. Is that really team Wall of Fame worthy? You know, in 2022, he only played in two games. Then he missed the rest of the season with a neck injury. So 
the 2022 season was pretty much a wash. It was wiped out. And then you look at this past year, 2023. He was back. He was relatively healthy. I know he had some stinger issues and to miss a game. I know he missed at least one game because of that. But let's be honest here. And I think it's okay to be honest. Micah Hyde was still a good player this past season. But Micah Hyde was, in my opinion, nothing close to the player that he was in previous seasons. There was no impactful, you know, I ran down some plays earlier this episode, uh, ridiculous athletic interceptions, big moment, big plays, pick sixes. None of that for Micah Hyde this year. None of it. He, he was okay. But I would venture to say, being completely fair and honest and unbiased here, that uh, to some extent, Micah Hyde was just another guy in the team this season, this specific season. This was, he slowed down. And that's no, look, coming back from a neck, first of all, to even come back from that, it could have been lights out for his career last year. So I admire him coming back. I think his being back gave the team a lift. I think him being back gave the team at least stability at the safety position, but what they lost with Micah and to some extent Jordan as well was as they've gotten older, that that the, the foot speed has decreased at least a little bit. And that ability for, for our safeties to, to make those big game-changing plays, I mean, it just wasn't there. You see the films. I mean, you look at the stats. It is what it is. So my point being is Jordan, or not Jordan, Micah was just, he was all right this year. He was okay. Nothing special, though. He wasn't none special. He was special his first five years. But his sixth year, he was hurt. And then this past year, he was just a uh, pedestrian. I mean, let's just call it what it is. So anyway, those are the reasons why I think you can make at least a, a relatively fair case for him to not be uh, on the wall of fame. I'm going to take one more real quick break here. I'm going to come back, and then I'm going to run off some, some comments, some tweets that you guys had. And some of these are really good. So I'm going to be right back. All right, we are back here, and I'm going to run off some comments from fans. Yes or no, Micah Hyde being worthy of going on the Buffalo Bills Wall of Fame someday. Let me read off some of the yays first, and then uh, we'll get to a couple of no's, and then I'll have my own personal final thoughts here at the very end. Um, Joe Peach says, him and Poyer absolutely go up together. Because I put out a tweet, by the way, word for word. I said, Micah Hyde deserves serious consideration to go on the Bills wall of fame someday that wasn't a question for fans that was me making a tweet making a statement and a lot of fans chimed in so that's what i'm doing reading some of these off so joe peach says yeah him and Poyer absolutely go up together this is the only one i put up that refers to micah hyde and jordan Poyer together because i would be here for an entire episode worth had i put up all the ones that were similar talking about micah and jordan and for what it's worth I very much am on the same page. I was saying this going back even a year or so ago. I remember before Jordan Poyer was a free agent, I said, if your boy comes back here and, and they still have some little, a little bit of juice left, put them on the wall together because they came in together. They changed the culture together. They have a lot of, uh, uh, they should deserve a lot of credit for, for making, helping making this team a winner and put them on the wall together at the same time. They're worthy. So anyway, this was one tweet I read 
but I promise you there was probably at least seven or eight responses that were saying uh, very similar things. Uh, 2P left front time, simply put, says 100%. Um, you're at, your absurdity amuses me. He says for his on-field and off-field contribution, I completely agree with you. That's something that we talked about just a few minutes ago. What he did on the field, the special moments, the stats, the accolades, a two-time All-Pro, what he did off the field, being a locker room leader, a core player, a a, a um a new part of the nucleus of this football team that over an extended period of time won, and a lot of the shit he's done off the field for this team that matters. So I agree with that. That's a really good point. Road Wolf says he should be on it. Nothing to consider. I'm not going to completely agree with that because, like I said, there are other players that I think are probably a little bit more worthy to at least go up there first. Connor Hurley at Seahurts13 says, take OJ off and put Micah on. Look, when the new stadium goes up, I don't know this for a fact. I saw this on Twitter, so maybe I shouldn't state this like I'm talking a fact, but this is what I heard. I don't know if it's accurate. I'm sure you guys do. Um, I heard that when the new stadium goes up and they're going to be putting up the wall, that OJ will not be up on the wall when they go to uh, to the new stadium. But anyway, take OJ off and put Micah high or Micah on. That was definitely one take. Um, go Bills at All About My Bills says, hope he plays again next year. We'll be sad to see him go. Yeah, man. It's going to look if this is the end for Micah Hyde, and it certainly seems like it's certainly in Buffalo, if not for his entire career, it is going to be sad. It really is. Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer, too. I mean, it's hard to really, I know this is about Micah Hyde, and I keep mentioning Jordan Poyer, but it's like these guys are lockstep, man, because they're just so responsible together for the success of this football team. And, you know, through all the, at least for their first five years together, for all the, the concerns about this team, for the struggles at times on the offensive line and other positions and just being ravaged by injuries, if there was one thing you could just count on with this football team, man, it was, it was Micah Hyde being out there and being one of the best players. And when the game was on the line, making a play. You know, real, real quick here, side story, even just going back to this AFC Divisional Round playoff game, I went to see Matt Perino and Ryan Talbot at Wingnuts this past Saturday night, and I pulled Matt to the side. We were talking about predictions and stuff, and I said, I'm going to give you one right now. Be ready to tweet this out for me when I'm right and give me my props. Give me my shine. I said that Micah Hyde was going to be the guy. I predicted the Bills being the Chiefs by four, and I said Micah Hyde is going to be the one to seal it with a big play. So all the way up until this last game, I still had confidence that Micah Hyde was going to be the one to make the play. All right, on the flip side here, I got a couple. Um, at BuffFan92 says, not before Aaron Chobel, Eric Moles, Ruben Brown, and Cornelius Bennett go up there. We talked about that. It's a good point. I, I agree with that. Um, Lou at Lou Sports Brief says, if Jerry Butler and Eric Moles are not up there, Micah Hyde won't be. Can't argue with that much. Jeffrey Kreiman, he sure doesn't. Excellent player, but that wall is for 10-plus-year players. Excellent player. No hate at all. I wish he could be five years younger and re-sign 
but he's not going on the wall. Look, that's not an unfair point. I mean, generally speaking, it should be reserved for players who have been here longer. But that said, that's not exclusive because that's not completely true. Cookie Gilchrist is on the Bills Wall of Fame. He was only a Buffalo Bill for three years. Uh, Robert James was a Buffalo Bill for six years. Tom Sestak was a, a Buffalo Bill for seven years, just like Micah. Jack Kemp, the quarterback, was a Buffalo Bill. If you take away his injury, he was because uh, he had a serious injury, he was less than seven years, like six, six and a half years. So it wouldn't be unprecedented for Micah Hyde to be on the wall based on purely uh, his uh, how long he was with the team, his tenure. But, uh, I mean, it's a fair point. It's a fair point. And sure, it would be nice if he was a little bit younger. Man, what I wouldn't do to be able to get, you know, you take this team and the, the prospects of Terrell Bernard has become such a good linebacker already. And Matt Milano with Teron Johnson, you're an all-pro uh, slot corner. Russell Douglas looks really good. Not against the Chiefs because he was hurt, but Christian Benford, so much promise, man. And if you could get that 2019, 2020, 2021 version of Hyde and Poyer, woo, man, that shit would be fun. But anyway, good point by Jeffrey. A couple more here. Um, at Mike Vesna says, I love Micah, and he had some great moments with the Bills, but Wall of Fame seems like a stretch. Okay, again, that's not an unreasonable take. This is. <laughs> this is the last one too. At Grinch BFD and kind of Grinch, there's a little bit of foreshadowing for his tweet here. But he says, "Only city, referring to Buffalo, of course, only city that puts up a wall of fame for a bunch of guys who never won anything." Sad. Well, I I don't know. That's that's a tough tweet to react to because on one end, factually, I don't know if this is the only city, but. Yeah, sure. I mean, Micah Hyde didn't win anything with the Bills. They only got to one AFC Championship game during his tenure. If you want to be, you know, if you want to say something without being a dick about it, because I felt like that tweet was kind of like uh, just being a, a troll for to incite reaction. But if you wanted to say it and word it differently, maybe not be a dick about it. Uh, you have a fair point. You know, this is a a team that over the last from 2017 through now, the Micah High Jordan Point era, era, Sean McDermott era, of course. That to this point, they haven't won anything. That's that's not inaccurate. They haven't been to a Super Bowl. You know, the team, the the Jim Kelly Super Bowl era Bills get a lot of guys on the wall because they won a lot. They won four straight conference championships. They went to Super Bowl four straight years. The Bills haven't been to any. So again, if you say it the right way and not be a jerk about it, you're you're actually not wrong here. To wrap up here, my, my personal conclusion is this, man. Whether he does or whether he doesn't, um, Micah Hyde is the the poster child. And I and I and I truly feel this, man. He's the poster child for what production, for what leadership on this football team is supposed to look like. He was uh a great player on the field. He was a classy as hell player off the field. And here I go talking about him past tense. Where it's not a, uh, a it's not a complete foregone conclusion that his career is over. Um, at this time, again, if I can remove any emotion, if I could take into account being objective in recent history with this organization and how they're handling things, I'd say probably not. 
Probably not about Micah Hyde going on the wall. Not 100% sure, though, and I hope I'm wrong. But probably not. Um, you know, maybe if the Bills win a title, maybe if they win a Super Bowl next year, even if he's gone and they win it, you know, you'll think of this, you'll think back of this run, this regime, this era, him being a big part of it, even if he wasn't on the team when they won a Super Bowl, maybe that might hold some some water, some weight. Um, you know, I've been I've been higher on on the whole deal of getting both of him and Jordan Poyer on the wall at the same time. I, I think. I think that's legitimate. I really do. And remember, I said this. This isn't canon, man. This isn't the NFL Hall of Fame. This is the Team Wall of Fame. And I think there's a lot of factors beyond just only success individually on the field that should play a role on who deserves to be immortalized within the organization by going on their stadium's Wall of Fame. And I just, that's where I arrive at. It's like, I don't know that I would put Micah there individually. I don't know that I would put Jordan there individually, but I think putting them both together because of what they did on the field and what they meant in that locker room and off the field, I think that is something that's very realistic. And personally, if I had my own vote, my own vote, I would vote yes on that. I really would. But regardless, man, listen, Micah High is a great player. He is a great player, man. He's a he's a great person. Um. And I think no matter what happens down the road, if he, whether his number 23 is on that wall of fame or not, when his career's long over, you know, years from now, like we think of Eric Wood and we think of Kyle Williams, those type of players, I think you're going to think along the same lines with Micah Hyde, man. He's a player you're going to look back at very fondly, very, very fondly, man. Micah Hyde ain't ever going to pay for an order of chicken wings or have to buy a beer in this town. And I think that says a lot about a blue collar town like Buffalo and based on how he's been based on his charity softball game, based on that lovely statement that Amanda Hyde just put out this week. I think that's something that Micah Hyde would be very happy with too. Just knowing how this town, how this fans and how the organization uh, feels about him. So anyway, that's going to do it. For this bonus weekend episode, like I said, of Talking Buffalo, is Micah Hyde worthy of going on the Bills Hall of Fame? I'd love to hear from you guys. Um, if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you leave a comment. If not, you, know, you can hit me up on Twitter, at Patrick Moran TV. Let me know what you think. Enjoy your rest of your weekend. I'll be back with a brand new episode on Monday. Talk to you then.